yeah, I think it's uh, recording now. Um, yeah, should we just start then? <laughs> episode av Förändringspodden som är er Changemaker sin egen podcast. Jag heter fortsatt Matilde och jag är er nästledare Changemaker och vi jobbar fortsatt för en mänsklighetslov för näringslivet med kampanjen vår vis ingen checka. I tidigare episoder så har vi nämnt att det finns liknande kampanjer i andra land och idag är er vi så heldiga att ha med oss Dorina från Tyskland som jobbar med mänskligheter och näringsliv i ungdomsorganisationen Bread for the World Youth. Denne podcasten är er alltså ett ljudupptag på Zoom så vi får hoppa att det funkar bra. So I will switch over to English and we will have a little conversation about our different national campaigns in Germany and Norway as well as the international movement for a human rights law on a European level which we are both part of. Yes, so uh, Dorina maybe you can start by briefly int- introducing yourself and your organization. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm Dorina. I'm the chairperson of Bread for the World Youth. Um, Bread for the World Youth is, is very similar to Change Maker Norway, but a bit smaller or much smaller. And we focus mostly on like influencing politicians and also educational work. Yeah, that's us. So um, human rights and, and uh, businesses, why are you passionate about this topic? Why is it important? Um, I kind of became connected to uh, to the subject or to this matter because of child labor. Um, two years ago, our organization we focused on this subject, and it's it's so connected to like um, how we consume in Germany or in Norway also is is connected to child labor all over the world, like the chocolate, the coffee, and everything. And so it's it's this matter of of following human rights in all business um, relationships, I guess, or like we call it in the supply chains. Um, so that's how I came, became passionate about the subject. Mm. Yeah, because there are like, there are human rights violations happening in countries where, uh, where um, Western companies are earning money, right? And, and as I understood, you have some pretty specific examples from that in Germany. Yeah, there was was a very big case, or I think I think there are like multiple um, examples, but there has been one really big case where one of our clothing companies, which is called Kik, and they make very very cheap clothes, and they produce in Pakistan in a company um, called Ali Enterprise, and there was a big fire in in this company, and lots of people died. I think like 250 people died because the exits were blocked and the the windows were blocked and people couldn't get out there was only one exit um, but there was this big fire and um so it was like really horrible yeah and then yeah and and, and this this german company they were the main um like the the ali enterprise was the main supplier for this company so like there was of course this thought like there should be someone responsible here in germany because the company actually they said that they checked their supplier so if they checked, they knew about this condition. They knew that it wasn't fire safe. Mm. Um, yeah, but nothing happened. So that's 
and and then even even more like the some some victims or like the the family of the victims they try to get um compensation from from the german um from kick the german okay. uh, company and mm. um, so it went to court in germany but then the german court unfortunately ruled that it was like the the case was outdated or something because in in pakistani law it, it should have been like brought to court earlier i guess but it of course was very like like when you're from pakistan how do you bring something to court in germany and mm -hmm. that's also why we need we're like pushing for this this human rights law in germany because we can't have these cases happen again first of all and then also there needs to be compensation when there are human rights violations by german companies yeah so i guess this was like a moment in germany when uh, a lot of awareness was spread in the um population and you were like okay this is actually something that's ha that's happening and we have yeah. to do something about it yeah we were very excited when it brought to court in germany because this mm. could have been a case like the first case like from many but then like i guess the german the the, um, the court kind of chickened out okay. because they said like they didn't rule if it was possible to have these cases they only ruled that it was outdated so yeah not not a victory, but just another step to like in our campaign um, to have this human rights law. Um, so how is it to engage uh, youth in Germany on this topic? Is, it, um, is there a lot of like political attention on this topic? Mm, I think overall it, the attention got more. Uh, the youth engagement is not very good. I think we had a big meeting once with lots of like important politicians in Germany and they were all like, oh yeah, this is so important. But then afterwards we didn't hear much of them again. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. But overall the subject is getting like our like official, like big news um, is, is about it and, and stuff like this. So there is definitely some attention and also um, some attentions from, from the politicians. We have one main minister, the minister of um, development, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and he's a very big supporter, like from the first day, kind of, for this, for this human rights law. But also like the minister of economics, he's not a big fan, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but how is the, uh, the process in Germany now? Where is, um, yeah, like where this law, is, is it an actual proposal or is it just something people are talking about? Um, how is how has the process until now been, and what is the um, what does the future look like? Like, how could it progress further? Yeah. Um, so the progress. So we have had some progress in the last one and a half years. Um, there has been in Germany something called the National Action Plan for Human Rights and Economics, I guess. And basically, what the German government did, they had like a big survey asking um, companies. To, to talk about if they watch human rights in their supply chain. And just, I think two weeks ago, like the, the final results came out. And, and I think the results was like 22 of the 22% of the, of the companies who voluntarily took part in it. So not yeah. even all companies, just the ones that actually took like voluntarily took part in the survey, mm -hmm. they like passed the test. So they, oh. they kind of watched, they are watching their, their, their human rights. That's so crazy. now, yeah. So now our government, like in their in the government program, it says now there should be a human rights law implemented, 
-hmm. and even our chancellor Angela Merkel she's kind of like she was she wasn't a big fan of the law in the beginning and she was always like no like we want to like do it voluntarily like, mm. um yeah um but now she kind of i think she was um disappointed a lot by by the results of the survey so now she is kind of supporting it like she didn't say it yet but like some insider information um, okay they said like she she was very disappointed by the results yeah, yeah, that's that's really bad. If we just twenty two percent passed the test, and that were from the companies who want yeah. to participate yeah. in this kind of a test. Yeah, and now, so yeah, what you also asked, and um, we had, don't have an official proposal yet. I think you have one in Norway, which you're, yeah, we don't have one yet, but we really hope that we'll get it done soon because there has been like some ideas of how this law can look like, mm -hmm. um, so we really hope that like in within this year like until the end of the year we can have the law passed because we also want to use um like a german law or right now germany has the eu presidency mm -hmm. or eu council presidency yep. so we want to also use this to push it more on on a european level but we have to have a german law first so they need to do it um this year Yes, interesting, because um, also in Norway, um, kind of argument against us uh, or like a, an argument against passing this law now is that there is a um, pro process which has have started in the EU uh, for a human rights law uh, on the European level. Uh, mm -hmm. And Norway usually like adopts the European uh, policies, even though we're not part of the EU. Uh, so it's like, oh, but why, why do we have to make a law? when the EU is going to make a law anyway. But the argument against that, obviously, is that but, um, we can use the, a Norwegian law or a German law. If they're passed, we can use them in making the European law, right? And in like yeah. making that law better. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah same, same in Germany. Like politicians are saying, no, we, we're going to wait for a European law because we don't want like to Germany have a disadvantage. Mm. Um, and <laughs> yeah. the, yeah, but a European law is definitely going to take more time than in a Norwegian law or German law. Mm. So, but we need the action right now, basically, which the, the survey told us, like, it's horrible. Like, yeah. Yeah. If, um, <laughs> yeah, it's like impossible to ignore then when you, when you see it really like, when you see the numbers that mm. that few companies actually do it voluntarily. So we need some more guidelines or more like uh, actual regulations from state from the state also like what i also think like this law can actually like it can impact so many lives it can make so many lives better like globally so we've, and if we like first do it in germany and then like, in norway and then also in, in in europe like this like such like so many countries it will affect so many people mm. so it can yeah really help for sure yeah so um to what it, or do you think that uh, this law is possible? Like talking both in the national, like German uh, law, and also like European law. Do you think we can? Do you think we can do this? Do you think we can get this passed? I think, I think like it's it's, it's two different things. Like first of all, like in theory, I think it can be done. Of course, like mm -hmm. how our economy works. It's, it's made up, like we can change the rules however we want, like they're not made by nature. So of course we can implement this. And um, I think politically it's, it's, a, it's um, 
a more difficult question. It really depends in Germany on, on the chancellor. Like if she will support it, we can get it done. Um, it kind of reminds me of like when we had 2015, we had like so many refugees coming to, to Germany. Yeah. And then yeah. our chancellor said, said like, we can do it. Basically, that's what she said. And we did it. Like we mm. had million refugees in Germany and it, and it worked pretty good. So um, yeah, she's, she's a big, she has a lot of power and she can get things done, but also like she can not get things done basically. So yeah. yeah. And does that also go for the European level? Do you think uh, an EU law kind of depends on whether she's in favor of it or not? I think, I, um, I think like we can't get it done without her. Like she, yeah. we really need her support, but I don't know if she will support it if we will get it done. I think it also depends on other countries. Yeah, but I guess if, 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 if Germany says like, we'll get it done, like we, we support this, it's more likely. Mm. I understand. So, <laughs> um, yeah, any last uh, words, any like concluding words on this, uh, <laughs> this broad, uh, super important topic? Um, ah, last words. I think, or what I also try to remember when there are like so many like people telling you, you can't do it, like you can do it, change is possible. We can change how, how our world works, how we, we do trade, how our economy works. We can actually change it. Like just because it has been done a certain way for many years, doesn't mean we can't change it. So yeah, change is possible. Change is possible. That's really a good way to, uh, to round off. But uh, before we end uh, completely, uh, you know, our campaign is called Visingen in Checa. Uh, and it is really questioning what the world would look like if nobody checked that uh, any laws, whether actually laws or like social norms uh, were followed. Because like if, the, if companies aren't checked, whether they do the right thing or not, they might not do it, right? Um, so uh, Dorina, in a world where no one checked, what would you do? <laughs> um. <laughs> I think I would never return any books to any library. I just did it this morning, so that's um, why I'm thinking of it, because I hate always returning the books when I like, still want to use them. Mm. I would have like 200, 300 books from the library in my room. I couldn't move around. Yeah. Wouldn't that's wonderful. And the library would, would be empty. So uh, yeah. I'm happy we have some loss here. <laughs> that's great. Thank yeah. you so much for um, taking the time to join us in this episode of uh, Forandringspodden, Dorina. Yeah, th thank you for having me. It was really nice to talk to you. Og tusen takk til dere som har hørt på oss i dag, denne gangen på engelsk. Um, Følg kampanjen vår videre i våre kanaler på Instagram og Facebook om du har lyst til å lære mer eller engasjere deg i dette tema. Um, da kan du også sjekke ut uh, changemaker.no Der kan du bli medlem eller støtte arbeidet vårt uh, videre. Yes! Så uh, takk for nå, og uh, goodbye, Dorina! <laughs> Bye! Bye. <laughs>